Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. I hope everyone is having a peaceful and wonderful week. It is a beautiful day here in New York, and we are here to entertain. We are here to entertain. It is a beautiful day, and I'm having a beautiful, warm, enchanted morning because T-H-E-O finally came to Yerandi. I haven't sat with him in so long. I feel like he smells the other pup on me. Definitely. The betrayal. The betrayal. It's like finding lipstick on your husband's neck. No, I know but I'm just so excited. All he has to do is wait one more day because tomorrow is my birthday. Woo! You haven't really spoken about it that much. I know I haven't really because it's just like, what a terrible week to have a birthday. Yeah. But all I want for my birthday is to get all of the nibblings together. And so Theo and Bruno are going to meet tomorrow. And I just feel like there's going to be something so special that transpires between them. And that is the gift that I want for my birthday. Truly, like, I'm done with material items. Mm-hmm. Sure. Not completely, but like, for the most part. But that's really all I want for my birthday. Like, if the nibblings can't be there, I don't want it. No, I 100% feel that. I think the energy that they will make together will kind of radiate throughout the country. And I think (laughs) that that's what the country needs. And I think it's going to be really good for everyone. I think it's going to be so special. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And obviously, THEO, like, knew, you know, Yerenti's turning 28 tomorrow. I'll throw her a freaking bone here. Yeah, and lay with her. And lay with her. Also, speaking of Yerenti turning 28 tomorrow, this is going to be our last show of the week. There'll be no show tomorrow since we'll be celebrating the gift that truly keeps on giving, which is the birth of Jackie Oshry. Wow, thank you so much. It's... I'm, ex- I'm looking forward for my birthday to pass. Everyone's like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I'm like, nothing, nothing. Like, yeah. For real, like seriously, nothing. Stop Do asking. you feel this way about quarantine birthdays or birthdays in general? Because no. I feel like birthdays in general are a mix of like highs and lows. I agree about birthdays in general being highs and lows, but usually it's like whatever gifts I get, like those are really my gifts, like, and I'll wear them forever and I'll have them forever. But because the most material items like don't satiate me in the way that I used to, like right. there's really, it's just too much pressure and like it's just going to be a letdown. So. Yeah. I just, I'll spend my day doing what I know I love, which is just having the family together. Some good steamy vibes. Music. It's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute since all of the vibes were steamy. Yeah. And Bruno's never experienced steamy vibes, which is a crying. It's going to be huge for him. Which is a crying shame. He yeah. doesn't even know, like, the family unit that he has. Yeah. Waiting for him. So the day is really about Bruno. It's not about me. That, and you know what? That's when you know you've become a mother. Yeah. Yo mama, that's what I always say to Bruno, I'm like, yo mama's here. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Um, we have a great show for you guys today. Real Housewives of Orange County was on last night. Jackie watched a Blackpink Netflix documentary that she's just like been, it's been oozing out of her. She's dying to discuss. It has been. Like I've been slowly creeping up on Blackpink stanhood and I always knew it was like meant for me. On the I horizon. Just, I just never had the time, the bandwidth, like listen to the albums, watch the documentary. The documentary was so good, so cute. You get like a backstory on all four of the girls. It's amazing. There's only four? Yeah, there's four. I just assume like all K-pop groups have like eight people in them. No, so they talk about their training process. They've all trained to be in this group for um, between four and six years. Most of them like five years. What? Yeah, it's like this whole training. And they started with a lot of other trainees thinking they were going to be a big group. But then the magic of the four of them became Blackpink. Mm -hmm. And they're so talented and it's such it's so enjoyable to watch the singing and the dancing. They're even dabbling in some songwriting. They're just really, really cute, sweet girls who really genuinely get along. And I also have so much respect for them because they wrote a song about Theo. Mm. And it I'm sure you've probably heard it. Yeah. Hit you with that do 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 do. And it's his favorite song. It's the only song about Theo that is in the K pop genre and it slaps. So for that do, reason do, do, do. 
Only the best for Crunchy Angel Dora. Yeah, he has a few like really great songs Hits. about him and I love listening to them. Me too. I mean, that's why I have my iPod. I'm always just like running around the streets listening to either sometimes I do a little Theodora. Crunchy Angel Dora. Beautiful, precious Dora. One and only Dora. Bruno's cousin Dora. Love of my life, Dora. Sweet, sweet Dora. Soft and luscious Dora. Luscious lips, Dora. Sexy man, Dora. Fuzzy boy, Dora. Floppy ears, Dora. Svelte man, Dora. Sexy, chunky Dora. Beautiful lips, Dora. <laughs> Eyes, nose, Dora. Beautiful hips, Dora. Crunchy, munchy, licious Dora. Sleepy boy, Dora. Oh, I could sing about him all day, but I won't. But the Blackpink song is actually called Did It, Did It, Do. Perfect. Perfect. So any group that respects Did It, Do, I respect as well. It's a good documentary if you're in the business of concise documentaries that showcase the triple threats of Rosie, Jisoo, Lisa, and Jenny. Who, okay, one of my favorite movie genres is celebrity documentaries. I think they're like so interesting. What are some of your favorite ones? I would say like my top three are Piece of Work, Joan Rivers, mm -hmm. Gaga, Five Foot Two, and I don't know. For me, it's hard. I, I would need to go back. I would need to look at my Netflix history. You know what I was actually thinking? Netflix should have like your your like viewing history where it shows like all the times that you like paused and resumed. And I'm sure that they have it somewhere that they're using against you in some way. But I just love when they share that data with I me. love data. Love data. Data, data. Also, Shawn Mendes is coming out with a Netflix documentary, Wonder. I watched the um, trailer. Yeah, it looks... Um, like really emo and I guess that's the point of all celebrity documentaries it's like you see a person on stage or on screen and like there's so much more to them but this one was giving me he was really giving me like actor vibes like it was seemed really weird yeah so you know you never know what's gonna happen in life but I can tell you that I won't be watching that documentary oh I probably will even right. though the name is just not working for me because it's the name of that really sad Jacob Tremblay movie room wonder oh <laughs> there's so many wonder <laughs> it's it's called wonder which which I get it's the name of his new song but like I just think of that really sad movie where like I literally couldn't even get through the trailer without crying yeah that was a really good movie should be necessary viewing for kids I really want to go to the movies like it's killing me there's not even movies out though right right okay well um anything else you want to chat about um no other than that it was just another lovely day with Bruno gearing up for him to meet his cousins oh you know with the help of you and your husband actually I You've curated. I, I'm getting there. I made a. I made some progress in the curation of a living room vibe because, for personal reasons, I can no longer hang out in my bed all the time. And so I got new candles. I got my LED lights that Zach recommended, and they need some work. I need to rewire some things, but they're there. Well, my vibe cultivation is going a little too well because I keep passing out on my couch. You know, I was texting you like for a few hours yesterday and you weren't answering and I'm like, I know she fell asleep. I fell asleep for two hours, but it's also because I'm on a new schedule. I right. wake up earlier because of Bruno. So we always take a nap together during the day and I'm having a really easy time falling asleep at night. Knock on wood. So I'm kind of feeling it. Yeah. It's definitely like my Peloton has been suffering and like my diet is suffering, but I'm getting great nap time with Bruno. So, yeah, and that's just like, those are memories you really can't put a price on. So I think it's okay. Yeah. And like, he's just, we're attached at the hip. You should see us together. Like when we were getting ready in the morning, he's like, do 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 Telling do. you what to wear. He's telling me what to wear. He loves to chew on my slippers. And you know what? They're his slippers now. Yeah. And he's just a really special guy. I will, I think I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to bring him next week. Okay. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to commit to it. It's hard. It. I know that it's hard, but he's so little and tiny, like, I just like shove him in my arm. Right. I have a carrier for him if I need one. I think I can do it. Okay. I'm going to do it. Um, I just didn't want here to be the first time him and Theo meet because I don't want him to think they're coworkers. Like I want him to know their family. Their family. Yeah, no. And it's those types of relationships are really hard um, on young sons. So I understand. Yeah. So exciting to look forward to. Very fabulous. Very fabulous. And speaking of fabulous, we have a fabulous show for you guys we today. We have some interesting stories. So without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. 
And today's sponsor is actually very appropriate because I feel like all week we've been talking about how to cultivate vibes in your house, how to like redo your whole house, like without really doing anything, especially like if you rent like me. And that's where today's sponsor comes in, Framebridge. They make it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your things without ever leaving your house. From art prints and posters to the photos sitting on your phone, you can frame bridge just about anything. It's also the perfect way to give easy and thoughtful gifts. In just minutes, you can turn a photo from your phone into one of your best gifts, gifts ever. Here's how it works. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. Preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts, choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. Then the experts at Framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece straight to your to anyone on your gift list. A handcrafted personal gift from Framebridge starts at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus our listeners can get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they, they use the promo code toast. So I feel like, first of all, it's a perfect gift for anyone who's like sentimental. It's a great gift idea. And I was like walking around my house yesterday. I'm like, I have like no framed pictures of my family. Like I have art on the wall and like one picture from my wedding. And it's just like kind of sad. It's like, who lives here? A ghost. Yeah. So a ghost and Thea. And then it's like getting pictures like printed and then like sent to a framer. It's like a whole thing. And then it costs like a thousand dollars. So honestly, Framebridge is great because you can upload pictures directly from your phone, which is where all my good pictures are anyway. A hundred percent. I have a few Framebridge items in my home. One of them, you guys have probably seen it because it's like behind my vanity. It's a stunning photo of me. Oh yeah. Um, and Framebridge just like knocked it out of the park. It literally looks like artwork. Yeah, it does. Um, so you can get started today. Frame your photos or send someone else the perfect gift. Just go to framebridge.com. Use the promo code TOAST to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com. Promo code TOAST. That's framebridge.com. Promo code TOAST. Sign on. Get premium frames in your home like yeah. they make a huge difference and they can all also match each other and that just makes the vibe on point and it just makes your home warm like hi there are humans who live here stunning beautiful humans with great taste in photos and clothing totally okay first story some really crazy news Hillsong pastor and Justin Bieber's one-time spiritual confidant Carl Lentz and one-time guest on the morning breath yeah a man who made a really big impression on the two of us has been fired for moral failures okay also he happened to be a guest on the morning breath on Halloween when you and I were dressed as each other and you know what he didn't judge us no he was so like fun like honestly really really nice and cool I did have an experience with him um years later that I was like a little shady you know the experience was shady. I thought he just like pretended to remember you even though you no, felt like he didn't. He pretended to not know me. That's what it was. Well, okay, but when he met us on Halloween, you were dressed as me. You were wearing a red wig. We had kept in touch via Instagram. Oh. And he was out to dinner with Haley Bieber <laughs> and Simon. So, of course, I'm so thirsty. I want to go see Haley Bieber. I go up to Simon. I give him a hug. And I'm like, Carl! Literally pretended like he didn't know who I was. Then as I'm leaving the restaurant, he runs out and he was like, oh, hey, like wanted to see me not in front of Haley, not in front of Haley. I don't know about all that. And unfortunately, the story is not about you. <laughs> all I'm saying is I'm just giving context. Carl Lentz, a mega church pastor known for his high profile celebrity followers and friends and known for his appearance on the morning breath has repeatedly been fired from his reportedly, sorry, repeatedly. has reportedly you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. <laughs> As you report, we are totally botching this story. Yeah, right. Okay, let's start over. Okay. Carl Lentz has reportedly been fired from his position at Hillsong in part due to past moral failures. The megachurch founder, Brian Houston, announced Carl's termination on Wednesday. Quote, today Hillsong Church, Church East Coast advised our congregation that we have terminated the employment of Pastor Carl Lentz. This action was not taken lightly and was done in the best interests of everyone, including Pastor Carl. Houston added that Carl's firing comes after ongoing discussions in relation to leadership issues and breaches of trust, plus a recent revelation of moral failures. The yeah. senior pastor added that it would not be appropriate to go into further detail about what led to Carl's departure from the church. I mean... What that's a big announcement, right? What an ominous well, so reason. I was reading comments and feedback from people who are like a part of Hillsong or just like mega churches in general, and they say that like moral failure is like Christian talk for cheating on your wife. Oh, like it's very like it was very intentional language. That's what they say. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not a part of a church, but this is just like the way they were saying and. People who are from this community were like, okay. this is what you say when someone cheats on their wife. Okay, well, thank you for that information because I was just like... Not confirmed, not confirmed, alleged. A moral failure could literally be anything. anything. It could be like anything from 
talking shit about someone to murdering someone. Yeah. So thank you for that context. That that makes things make a little more sense. But this is, I feel like Carl Lentz, at least for me, the way I perceive Hillsong, like he is Hillsong. No, he's, he's the Foch. He's one of the, yes, he's one of the biggest Foches of Hillsong. And so even though it, it has felt like in recent years, he stepped he's back. been less visible. Well, so then, then I went down a rabbit hole. And he's kind of been like the most controversial member because he runs around with celebrities. There was a picture of him and Justin Bieber at a club, uh, not a club, a bar, taking a shot of alcohol, which was just like, you know, no, no. So I think he's kind of been like the um, the, bad the rebel. Boy. Yeah, I think that's in part what drew people to the church. I think obviously like the celebrity aspect of it really drew people. And I don't know about enough about like mega churches and there are like tons of articles on like why they're problematic but at the end of the day like I live for the Hillsong music and I don't belong to a church so like it's not my business but I think that if he did cheat on his wife it's like a huge sin like in Christianity but also just like in the world (laughs) um and I think that they took a stand and from the reception that I'm reading of people in the like in the church they're not all too upset by this announcement okay like they just think it was his time you know just like the san francisco 49ers yeah and it wasn't their time oh it wasn't whose time was it it was travis kelsey's time kansas city chiefs to me the kansas wait what did i say the 49ers no no you were right in your remembering of when it's not someone's time are are those the teams it was 49ers versus the kansas city chiefs you said san francisco it is not your time okay that's confusing because i feel like both of those teams are red yeah, uh, yes, yeah, sort of. Okay, sort of. so it wasn't their time. It wasn't their time. And, and by the way, was I right about that or was I right? No, you were dead it, on. It wasn't the 49ers' time. I feel like Carl Lentz is like the Pete Campbell of Hillsong, like going out. Who's Pete Campbell? From Mad Men. Like he's oh, like yeah. in, the, in the agency, like he goes out, wines and dines the clients, <laughs> yeah. you know, brings in the big fish. But he doesn't actually do anything at no, the, he, in the he institution. No, he doesn't do like the, the creative the work. work, but he is like the face. Yeah, no, and I feel like for a while it was really, really working. And to be honest, like he's probably, he, I mean, I don't know anything about what it means to be a good pastor, but I feel like he was like a really good pastor because even when he was with us, he was very persuasive. And I'm no, like, he I love got, Christ. He, like, he almost got me in the door. Yeah, no, he was very Hillsong. persuasive. And even the things that he was saying. <laughs> I love Christ. <laughs> no, because what he was saying was like so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like universal. Like, yes. It wasn't about Christ. It was just about like being a good person. I was like, I love this man. Like I was like, yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. And I feel like that's what a good pastor does. Like yeah. he really speaks to people, speaks to their souls, speaks to all people. Yes. And is a leader. And I feel like for a while he was doing a really good job and maybe he just like got caught up about like with the Justin Bieber of it all. But then there was a weirdness. There was more weirdness layers because Selena and Justin both used to be members of Hillsong. And there were a lot of things being said about Mr. Lentz as it pertains to the Justin Haley Selena of it all. So I'm not going to go into any rumors because I'm not trying to get sued by Hillsong, but just you could do your research. There's a lot of There's a lot of rumors questions. out there. Yeah. Rumors. Unclear. I'm tired of rumors starting. I'm sick of being funny. I'm tired of people wanting saying what they want about me. What a good song. Good song with an important message. An important message. Justice for Lindsay Lohan's very short-lived singing career. Yeah. But she gave us so many precious gems. So much. And I think maybe the best she gave us is... You're it. You're the ultimate. It's automatic. I'm sure of it. No lie. So don't even try to tell me that you're not the guy. Because I've been waiting all my life for someone just like you. But you're it. You're the ultimate. You're like Jack Black. <laughs> I am Jack Black. Honestly, that's a compliment. Yeah, the, like the that, credits. The energy of Jack Black in School of Rock is something that everyone should emulate. Wake up and try and emulate. A hundred percent. Positivity, music, and like doing the bare minimum to get by. And having a severe case of stick it to the man neosis. It's so contagious. I think we have stick it to the man neosis. I was born with it. It's it's genetic. That's why yeah. we both have it. But it's really bad. It is bad. But hopefully it is contagious. We can rub it off on all of you. That is probably the number one content upper we forgot to add to the list. Add it to the list. It is Sequel so list coming soon. Good. And honestly, have you ever seen it on Broadway? No. Stellar. The kids are stellar. The campers? The campers are stellar. Okay, cool. I'll definitely be checking that out. Yeah. 
Okay, next story. Um, some sad news. Lamar Odom and Sabrina Parr call off their engagement as he has some things that he alone has to work through. It's like such a fake answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm bummed out about this. I was really happy for Lamar. I didn't even Lamar. know he was engaged. Yes, you did. We reported it. And like Chloe was good and he was good and I think everyone was good. Oh. But Lamar Odom and fiance Sabrina Parr have called off their engagement nearly one year after announcing their plans to marry. She broke the news on Instagram on Wednesday night saying, y'all know I'm honest and transparent. So I have to be the first to let you guys know that I'm no longer engaged to Lamar. This has been a difficult decision for me to make, but it is the best for myself and my children. Lamar has some things that he alone has to work through. She continued adding that she loves him dearly, but is no longer to be able to be by his side while he seeks the help he so desperately oh, needs. Oh, no. That, of course, sounds like he might have relapsed with his addiction. Yeah, we know that the former NBA player has struggled with drug addiction in the past, but it was not clear what things he's dealing with now. Oh, my God, no, I'm so upset. Like, I take this really hard and personally, and I really hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. And I it's just, like, weird because... I don't know, and I think maybe a lot of people like turn to Chloe, like help. But it's also like, Chloe's in in a different place in her life. She's a kid now, and yeah. she's back with Tristan, and it's like, it's really sad. And I just don't feel. I feel like Lamar Odom doesn't have like a lot of people around him. Like his friend Jamie, who really was an enabler, he passed away, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. And and his he had a very troubled relationship with his dad, and his mom had passed away, and he lived with his grandma, and then his grandma passed away, and I just feel like he doesn't have a lot of like good people around him who are like looking out for him and that makes me really sad that does make me sad I hope that he has a community of people that he can turn to and I think there's a chance that like the Kardashians and Chris Will might be in. some of those people that, that they've always that he's always in their lives going to be in their lives you know they're they're very much like that they're yeah, those like types once of people you're, you're family you are family forever regardless of circumstances changing right even if you don't have kids together which is like obviously why Scott's still like such a integral part of the family and like a cast member on the show but I think that like even the way they like are still like so close with French Montana when him and Chloe dated for like five minutes yeah I think that they find people who like they trust and who have become part of their family and they never let them go and I really hope that they can reach out and get him the help that he needs like I hope that's not the problem she's referring to yeah but it sounds like it is yeah very upsetting yeah Next story, some some news for fans of the affair, so not for myself. Okay, but no, this is this is news for TV mysteries. Like this was so bizarre when it yeah. happened. Ruth Wilson reveals she quit the affair because she didn't feel safe. So if you don't watch the affair, it was like a seven season show, and literally at the fifth season, Ruth Wilson, who played Allison, who was an integral, she was main, the affair. Yeah, it was. She was a very. There were four main characters. She was one of them. Um, she just up and disappeared from the show. It was so bizarre. They like wrote her out and it was very weird because she was an important player. Like of all the people who I could have taken out, she was not going to be one of them. Even though right. I didn't even like her character, she just literally poof, vanished. Poof. I never made it to that part, but. Oh, you didn't? No, I, I was. I thought you finished it. I know. I, I, I could not. I watched like maybe four seasons, I think. And like, I, I found it to be so unbearable. Oh, I liked it. But she's offering insight into her abrupt 2018 departure from Showtime's hit series, The Affair. Oh, and we never heard. Like, we never got a reason, no statement. So now we're finally hearing. The 38-year-old actress said she, quote, didn't feel safe, according to The Wrap, citing an interview with UK-based stylist magazine published on Tuesday. It's very niche. Quote, the reason I haven't gone into The Affair is that I haven't worked out how to discuss it. There's a lot of noise and anger surrounding it, and really the power rests with me to choose how I discuss my life and my experiences. What's important to me is to say that I did speak up, I did have a voice, I did stand up for myself. There was a situation on the affair where things didn't feel right and I dealt with them and I managed to protect myself. At the time of her exit from the show, which as its name suggests is about two sexual affairs, it was considered to be under mysterious circumstances. When asked why, she, signed, she cited an NDA as preventing her from discussing it. Mm. Then in late 2019, a Hollywood Reporter story reported crew members' accounts of a hostile work environment on the set regarding the handling of the show's nudity and sex scenes. Oh. The showrunner Sarah Treem responded with an op-ed calling Wilson difficult and not apologizing. Ooh, I didn't know that. I mean, the show had a lot of nudity and a lot of sex. And um, I guess you never really think about like what the uh, atmosphere is like when the they're film, filming that. Yeah. And it has to be very uncomfortable and there should be all these precautions taken. And I'm guessing that there wasn't. Yeah. So a little answer. Full to, circle. I didn't even know that she winds up leaving the show. It, because it, it makes no sense. She's like an integral part. Yeah. You can not even conceive it. Even though the season, spoiler alert if you're ever going to watch it, are you ever going to finish it? Nope. 
where she leaves the show, she gets murdered by this crazy man she met in AA and the whole, um, she's missing and the whole season is like what happened to her and you don't think she's going to die because it's Allison. And then she, and it actually is like amazing television. That actually sounds good. And the way that like you see how she dies is told from all these different perspectives and she met this guy in AA and he had PTSD. So like you get his perception of it and he sees things so differently because he's unstable and it actually is very well done even though I was sad when she died that sounds very very good yeah and I probably still won't watch it but I'm sure that if I had made it there that's like because you wouldn't expect a main character to to die die. so you would think she would have been found so that for that reason I liked the affair also the fact that it brought Joshua Jackson like into my life at a time when I I so desperately needed him and I didn't know him from anywhere else like for that I'm so grateful for that handsome sexy man yeah he's a good one I saw him in um Best Buy once with Diane from Inglorious Bastards. What's her name? I get all the Dianes confused. Uh, she's not Keaton and no, she's not she, Lane. No, she's not Keaton. Kruger. Kruger. Freddie's brother, yeah. So she and Joshua Jackson were in Best Buy buying a TV once looking, oh my God, so cute. Like you could have died like hugging in the aisles, like looking for a TV. And I followed them around the store for a little bit and then they left. They didn't get anything. Oh, I wonder what they were looking for. A TV. Oh. But obviously Best Buy did not have the best buys for them. Even though like... What more are you looking for? No, like if you literally walk into Best Buy and, for a TV and like can't find what you need, like what you need doesn't exist. Yeah. That's weird. No, There's I know. more to the story. I know. <clears throat> um, am I looking different today? Um, you're always looking so beautiful, stunning, and smart. But did you do something particularly different? Your smile is gleaming. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up. Thanks to Bruce, I'm gleaming all over this city. <laughs> gleaming. Shining. Wildin'. Living it up in the city. Okay, so Bruce is something we talk about here all the time. And I'm so grateful because it's literally the most fabulous product. And if it weren't for the morning toast, I wouldn't have known about it. And I literally wouldn't have brushed my teeth this morning and last night with my super cute millennial pink Bruce electric toothbrush. Now, why is this toothbrush different from all other toothbrushes? One, because it works really well. And two, it doesn't cost over $200 like most electric toothbrushes do. And it has like a small stand where it charges. So it doesn't like bulk up bulk up all this bacteria which I've had from other electric toothbrushes where the whole thing just becomes like my saliva no and it's like magnetic it's very clean yeah like you, it's so small and you can just get the bacteria off when, if it ever builds up for a dentist quality clean at home don't brush your teeth Brush them brushing your teeth can be a chore but brushing is fun and a hundred times as effective Bruce cleans your teeth at 31,000 movements a minute. Many electric toothbrushes are barely a step up from manual toothbrushes. Some can do a good job, but they cost over $200. Bruce delivers premier sonic wave technology without the markups big electric toothbrushes tack on. Get 15% off your Bruce today when you use code toast at Bruce.com. I got a bunch of DMs being like, what was the name of the Bruce? Like, what is the code? Listen up. Bruce.com, B-R-U-U-S-H.com. You want to get 15% off, you have to use the promo code TOAST. You can try it 90 days risk-free and get a two-year warranty. Bruce.com, promo code TOAST. Don't be walking around with shit in your teeth. It's not nice. Do not. Okay, next story, a little bit of what the kids are up to. Kids slamming other kids. Ariana Grande slams TikTokers for partying during the pandemic. Ariana Grande is taking a firm position against TikTokers. Uh, the 27-year-old singer called out social media influencers during an interview on the Zach Sang show on Friday, dragging popular L.A. bar Saddle Ranch as well. She said, of all the things that we could have done, couldn't we have just stayed home for a few more weeks like all the other countries that were fine and are better than we are? Did we really all need to go to fucking Saddle Ranch that badly that we couldn't have waited for the deathly pandemic to pass? We all really needed to put on our cowboy boots and ride a mechanical bull that bad? We all needed that Instagram post that badly. TikTok influencer Dixie D'Amelio was asked on Sunday about her comments, and I guess she was talking about Dixie. Dixie said, I don't really know what to think. I mean, she's right. She's right. Yeah, she's a queen. I love her. Oh. Another influencer, Addison Ray, was asked about Ariana's comments, and she responded, I think it's fair for her to say that. I think it's understandable. I definitely have been not going. I just have been trying to stay in and work out. I've been working out a lot and also preparing for my movie. Um, not a, what is she in? Not another t- she's she, all that. He's all that. He's all that. Uh, she added that Saddle Ranch is like a TikTok, TikToker's playground right, playground right now. Though um, I think just Jared noted that Addison was spotted at Saddle Ranch twice in the past month. Um, so yes, Saddle Ranch I've noticed on TikTok and like Please, with all the YouTubers. For, for those of us who are turning 28 tomorrow, what is Saddle Ranch? <laughs> it's just like a bar. It's like an outdoor restaurant bar. I guess they have a mechanical bull. I didn't know that. Um, they have outdoor seating and it's just like a real hot spot for TikTokers. Like if you're if you're there on any weeknight, like a- after 8 p.m., like you can see someone from the Hype House, Tana Mojo, like everyone goes there. I mean, 
it looks not like the most COVID-friendly place, but it's outdoor dining, essentially. Everyone sits at their table. They have, like, beer funnels. Like, you get cool drinks. Um, and I, I don't know. I've never been inside, but I really want to go. No, it like, sounds really... No, Tana Mojo goes there all the time, and, like, it honestly looks so fun. Um, There's yeah. a picture of it here. It looks fun, and it's, like, country it's theme. Ranch. You're yeah, it it's sounds, like vibes. It sounds fabulous. And if they are being outside and they're open... They're for business, following, operating under the law, following the guidelines. I don't know. I think, but this when is, all these kids go, it becomes like a whole thing, like with oh, paparazzi, sure. and like that's the, where I feel like it com- it becomes like a spectacle and like maybe a little unsafe. But the restaurant itself, like if you're just dining there, it's like an outdoor dining experience. But when they, it becomes like a whole fiasco, when like they pull up in their party buses with like thirty kids, and then the paparazzi comes and like everyone hears their at Saddle Ranch, so all the girls from USC like come running. You know what I mean? Like USC. It, yeah, no, wow. that's what happens. I officially feel old. Um, I think this is Jackie, little, we we gotta go when we go to LA. No, okay? it sounds like so up our alley, and they're getting dressed up in cowboy boots and hats. I guess I didn't notice that, but I just noticed people like sitting outside drinking, like looking like they're having a good time. That sounds within the their guidelines, to, within their rights to me. I think this is a little lame of Ari. I'm not gonna lie. Ooh, I Jackie said Stern it. Shade. But I also want to talk about it because I want to talk about her new album. We haven't had a chance to discuss it yet because I have not had a chance to listen to one like of it. <laughs> I listened to half of it. I thought it was good. You can definitely tell, and I read some of her interviews. Like you know, everybody loved the Thank You Next album, but it was hard for her to sing to record. Yeah. It's all about her heartbreak, and this is a new chapter of her life where she's just like feeling good honestly a lot of it is like very sexual like talking about like all the sex that she's having with her new mans I'm assuming and she's in a really good place it sounds like and I think it's like a, that's good a, a happier album mm-hmm. even though like when I think of thank you next I'm like bop 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 and I don't hear all of the pain as much but there's a lot but you but there is a lot yeah uh, no I mean I think that's what we've been saying for like the past few years is like all we want is for Ariana Grande to take a nap be in a good headspace I think she was on this like hamster wheel for so long where it's like she was filled with so much heartbreak so therefore she was like making so much music and that music took her on tour took her to all these places when at the end of the day that heartbreak she really needed to like take some time for herself so I actually feel like of all the people who are probably thriving in quarantine Ariana Grande is most definitely one of them because she's the type of person who like needed time at home like yeah she worked so much nonstop. she was dealing with so much mental health wise and I actually am like I feel like this album is probably the best headspace she's ever been in. Yeah, and you can feel the, like, lightness from the album. I also want to say that the aesthetic and vibe and looks that she is putting out there for this album are unparalleled. Like, sickening, stunning, gorgeous. I love, like, the retro vibe. She's switching up the ponytail a little bit, but still sticking to her... It's like a short. And it's, like, more of, like, a flip, like, a 60s, 70s vibe. But she's still sticking to her ponytail roots. I absolutely love what she's done with the place. Ponytail roots. Yeah. Yeah. I actually was watching a video yesterday um, of her, like, on YouTube. It came up with my suggested, and her hair was down. And I'm, like... Who is this person? Yeah. She's a different human when her hair is down. She is. I love that pony, though. I know you got kind of over it, but, like, I hope she wears that pony No, I don't get over it. I think that it needs to evolve with her and with the times. So I'm actually really digging this one. But for a while, like, the long pony, like, it was too long, and it was went on too long. Oh, I love it so much. Okay, our fifth and final story, The Witches, which is a new movie that just premiered on HBO Max starring Anne Hathaway. It's based on the Roald Dahl book. It's 2020 remake. I cannot pronounce Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. He's the rural juror. To me, it's, Ra- it's Raul Dahl. And Ben is always correcting me. Are you guys always talking about Roald Dahl? No, but we've been playing Jeopardy a lot. And whenever they come up with like book categories, like literally the only authors I know are like Dr. Seuss and Roald Dahl. And I'm like, Roald Dahl! Roald Dahl! And Ben is like, it's Rule. I'm like, it's is, what? Is it Roald Dahl? It's Roald Dahl. And he also wrote... Matilda Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And Matilda, I think, right? I don't, I don't know, know about that one. Okay, I think so. But anyways, The Witch's 2020 remake is getting heat for how it portrays disabilities. Warner Brothers has issued an apology about a character's depiction in the HBO Max movie The Witches after backlash from people with disabilities. Activists targeted the film, directed by Oscar winner Robert Zemeckis, who did Forrest Gump, for playing up a split hand on the Grand High Witch character played by Anne Hathaway. On Monday, Paralympian Amy Marin called out the movie on Twitter, saying, please educate yourselves on limb differences and the support the idea that you are hashtag not a witch because you look different. You can also actively support the limb difference community by using words that describe us as people, as it's not the difference that defines us. 
You know what? It does seem very strange to me that there's like virtually no representation in like Hollywood films for people with disabilities. And like when there is, she's a witch. Like yeah. it, if there was an overwhelming amount of parts for people with all different types of disabilities and one of them was a witch, I'm like, okay. But if it's like the only representation, like I actually see why this upsets people and it, it would upset me too. Definitely. And I think Warner Brothers sees that now. They put out a statement that said, we the filmmakers and Warner Brothers pictures are deeply saddened to learn that our depiction of the fictional characters in the witches could upset people with disabilities and regret any offense caused. Uh, the statement goes on, but they're definitely taking responsibility for this complete oversight and yeah. I mean everyone involved I guess no one it's just that. crazy that like so many people can work on a movie and it can go through so many like channels and nobody can see how like this might be offensive you know yeah definitely it's always bizarre to me when like offensive things like make air because yeah. like corporate like television commercials like so many hoops that they have to jump through in order to get that commercial on air and it's like nobody thought to like stop and think for a second yeah definitely like that Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial Right. Like Those that. were such simpler times. Yeah, it's a star-studded movie, though. Anne Hathaway is the lead, but it also features Octavia Spencer, Stanley Tucci. <gasps> also, My Stanley, Stanley Tucci, Google Alert didn't go off for this Stanley one. Stanley Tucci got his own show on CNN, and it's like traveling Italy with Stanley Tucci and trying different foods, like an Anthony Bourdain vibe. Delicious. I know. We gotta subscribe to CNN. <laughs> Kristen Chenoweth, Chris Rock, oh. Jazir Bruno. Um, and it's also, the screenplay was co-written by a blackish creator, Kenya Barris, and Guillermo del Toro, who oh, wow. won all the of artists, those awards. Right? No, um, Shape of Water. I get them confused. Shape of Water, maybe. Um, now let's dive into our TV recap segment. Because <laughs> Couldn't it be more different? <laughs> who's the guy from The Artist? The, the guy? silent movie, remember? Yeah. And he won everything. Okay, give me a minute. I, I'm, I'm always gonna, citing I'm him gonna, on this by show. The way, I'm gonna what I was the phrase I was trying to say yesterday. Wet your whistle, which I couldn't figure out, but then someone let Got me it. know. Okay, the artist. There was that year where the artist swept the Oscars, and this guy like won all of them. Michael Hazanaviscus. No. Jean Jean yes. Dujardin. Jean Dujardin. Yes. Okay. So it's not Guillermo. Got it. Okay. No, they not do Guillermo. sound different now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. TV recap segment. I'm actually really looking forward to talking about Real Housewives of Orange too, County. because we have two episodes to recap because we didn't recap last week. Oh, true. And they, they actually go together really nicely because of the big fight. It was blended really well. Because and of the sloppy chihuahua. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Today's TV recap segment is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Definitely my anxiety and stress are two of those things. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist where you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done very securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available to you. The service is available for clients worldwide where you can log in anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. I mean, these are very high stress times. I think everyone's feeling really, really anxious. And I think a lot of people in quarantine have taken up therapy. Um, And BetterHelp is just a great resource because you can find someone who may be available in Florida if you're in New York and you do it all online. It's all super secure. You can feel safe. You can communicate like however you feel comfortable comfortable doing so whether that's like video chats or texts I feel like it's really hard sometimes to make that first move to yeah find counseling and to seek it out but with better help like it makes it really easy and let accessible. this be the sign that if you've been thinking about it like maybe it's the time BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today we have a special offer for the morning toast listeners if you want to get 10% off your first month of, of BetterHelp, go to betterhelp.com slash toast. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting an additional counselors in all 50 states. So make sure you get the help that you need if you need so at betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P, dot com slash toast. Make sure to use that link if you want to get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com. Love it. Real Housewives of Orange County. So can I just say, like, this season is really shaping up much better than I thought it was going to be. I actually think the group of girls, while I don't think that they would be friends if it weren't for, like, the last five of them being on the show, I do think that there's potential for there to be real friendships. 100%. And I think that potential truly lies in Shannon Storms, Bedore, and Emily. Like, I think there's so much potential there. I love, I love Emily. Like, I've been saying 
forever that Emily is gonna, she's gonna shine, she's gonna shine. She had an Eileen Davidson moment. And I think that we've gotten there. I think her and her husband are in a good place. I think he knows to shut the fuck up and not be on the show anymore. She needs to like let loose a little bit and just embrace like the housewife's vibe more. And I think all of those elements are adding up to Emily being just like the rising star of this season. And I'm just, I'm thrilled. And she was on Watch Trappin's Live last night. Literally, Andy could not get over how good she looked. She, Andy was like, you look like Khloe Kardashian. She lightened her hair. She got her boob implants out and just like has smaller boobs now. So she said she's like much smaller on top and she lost a ton of weight. And she said her features have like changed so much. She looks, she always looks amazing, but she looked just like so happy and like her boobs oh, looked wow. amazing. Oh my God. I want to see. That's so exciting. I love her. I've always loved her as an individual. I think she's just like a good thinker, a smart cookie and a good friend. But she's always had a hard time like blending with the, the group. women. And it is nice to see. I still like feel really defensive of her when they're like fun Emily, fun Emily because it's Because like, it's mean. Because it's she, mean. But by the way, I don't think she finds it offensive and I think she like loves when people are like fun Emily's here. I think like she wants to embrace her fun Emily more because people like fun Emily when for they sure. didn't like Emily. But it just implies that like she's Emily not fun. is not fun. Totally. Uh, so I'm happy for her and I'm glad I like her friend with Gina I just my heart really is breaking for Bronwyn and I feel really badly for her she's obviously going through so much mm -hmm. personally she is not in the best spot with the rest of the group to be taking all of this on and I really feel bad for her like she, she's sharing everything like yeah really deep and I think that a lot of people who maybe aren't sober and I didn't know this either like, don't understand, like, there is this period where, like, you do have withdrawals from alcohol. Like, I just assume withdrawals are, like, for drugs. But, no, you can have withdrawals from alcohol. And I think, like, it, like, kind of puts you in this, like, unbalanced place. And she was acting crazy. And I think that there's, like, a very good explanation for why she was acting that way. Yes, but also she said something that really resonated with me where it's, like, she, because she's always drunk, she's never, she doesn't really feel a lot of, she hasn't been feeling a lot of the things, whether it's an uncomfortable conversation, like, you know, alcohol just, like, smooths everything over. Mm -hmm. So now being sober, she's feeling every single feeling, and that is really overwhelming. Yeah. Especially when she's in a place with all the girls where she's, they're Pittsville feelings. You know, she's yeah. not the toast of the town right, right. now. Do you think Shannon said the thing about Gina's house? Yes. Me too. A hundred percent. And you know who I just like listen, like just ride with? And when like she like Kelly Dodd. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Kelly Dodd's position in the group where she's like being a friend to Bronwyn, being a friend to like she's really she friends has no with no stake everyone. in anything. And she just like sees the situation for what it is. And she's like, yeah, Shannon probably said that. Of course. I just am like really feeling Kelly Dodd. And also it is the season of Kelly Dodd, like a new, new house, new man, new house, new man. The I scenes with her man. Dying yeah. at the scenes. What do you love about Rick? He just does whatever I say. Rick, can you just put this away for me? Rick, can you bring this upstairs? I mean, that's literally me and Ben. It was so fucking funny. It was so funny. I guess we hadn't ha seen him on the show before, and no. I guess we—I wasn't—I didn't think about it, but I probably would have assumed he wouldn't come on this show because he doesn't even live in OC. And he's on TV. He's like a celebrity. He's a news correspondent. Right. So sometimes you don't like get into housewives drama when you have like other things. A serious when job. When you're also a public figure. Yeah, no, I thought the same thing, but I think their house is so nice. Her house looks just like Shannon's. Does anybody know, else think that? And I love that like, even though she hates everything about where she's living, like she's doing it for Jolie. Yeah, no, and Jolie like gone to the good school. Like there's something so, at moments, so unlikable about Kelly Dodd, but she has these really like endearing moments. And I think like when she's with her kids and she's when, when she's in a happy place in her life, she's like the best version of herself. And that's why she's not getting in the weeds, like starting fights, throwing drinks at people because she's so happy. And I also feel that way about Shannon Bedore. There is nobody worse in the world when they're in a bad place than it, Shannon Bedore. Agreed. Like, she takes everything out on everyone. She cannot think logically. She is the worst. But when she's happy, there's nothing better. She's happy. She's fun. She's kissing her boyfriend. She's having drinks. And she's really just like this happy-go-lucky person. And I think that her and Kelly are getting along now because they're both so happy in their personal lives that what is there to fight about? Yeah. Let's just enjoy life together. One thing I didn't like that Bronwyn did, and I get that she's going through a lot and she honestly can't control how she feels, but when she called and she didn't even know that it was Shannon's boyfriend's son, Lemonade. Lemonade boy like that was so disrespectful and I was actually really glad that it didn't just go by the wayside like everyone when they heard it were like what that's a crazy thing to say it, I don't know she was so flustered and she just wanted her husband's like Lemonade boy can you get my husband let's talk about her husband I know I, I when he like stayed back to defend her I was like here for it and then, oh no and then when everyone was like he shouldn't have done that he should have um consult his wife he should have went with her immediately I don't know I I 
I could see how you like both no, things work. I because mean, console I, your wife and a husband talking to housewives alone never works. You always look like the villain. You always I look like your mansplaining. He was just defending his wife. Like his wife was so upset. She stormed out and bef- like. I didn't think he said anything so crazy other than like that was uncalled for. I just don't I just don't think when a man on Housewives is talking to the women like without his wife present like I just think it's always a recipe for disaster. I just don't think it's a blanket statement like men and women can talk men can defend their wives. On like, Housewives I, I don't know. on Housewives it will always make them look bad but I do have like respect for it and what in that moment like I was fine with him sticking up for his wife. What was weird to me though is like I, and I respected Bronwyn for coming back to have conversations. I did not think she was going to do that. But while she was doing that, her husband was like in the mix at the party. Drinking. And it's like, this is no longer like a social event for you guys. Like you are here doing damage control. Yeah. You, you, Bronwyn doesn't need to keep sending people to go get her husband because he can't leave the party. No, totally. Like that he just, was he wasn't sticking with her at all. Yeah. He was just like not realizing like, okay, our party, our socializing time is over. Like, we are here to make amends. Business. Please do not get distracted and I have to send people to go find yeah. you. Because I need to leave when I need to leave. Let me ask you another question. Do you think that Sean, her husband, sent that text to Gina trying to like fuck around? No. Me neither. I think that he is a, An different, old man. a different sort of cat. I think that the way that people text is very different. I think that like there's a generational gap between Gina who grew up on texting and mm-hmm. like knows that it's just a mode of communication versus him who like sends, who overly communicates clearly. Yeah. The fact that he sent a weird. wink and a emoticon smiley and not an emoji like tells me everything I need to know. Yeah, I there agree. There are so many emojis that could have conveyed like yeah, sexy, sexy time. behavior. And I think he was actually just being like a decent person. I right, also, and Bronwyn's right. Like when you're telling everyone that story, you're forgetting the part that my husband put you in an Uber. That's why he was checking to make sure you got home. Not like we were at a party together and then like he just wanted to see where, what you were up to late night. He got you an Uber home so he just wanted to make sure you got home. Yeah, I think that she's totally blowing that out of proportion. And even if like maybe at the time she felt that way, the fact that she can't see Bronwyn's perspective now of like you're going around making my husband sound creepy and I don't like that. And yeah. so yeah, I'm mad at you. I'm going to talk shit she about you. She thinks that's unreasonable. Like I don't think that that's so crazy. And I think Bronwyn is literally admitting and owning everything. And that's all we ever ask of people. Uh-huh. So I think sometimes you just need to, and Bronwyn's like a good girl, you know, she has her faults, but like I think she's an, a nice person mm-hmm. and so sometimes you just need to cut someone some slack give them a break and another chance and I think they're going to be dragging this out longer than it needs to be yeah. dragged out I also thought her husband um bringing Kelly the mezuzah was so nice yeah it was really and so sweet. there were a few different like he was actually in the episode a lot and I think that like they could stand to be a part a little bit yeah. but that's something else but that sort of thing just like made me see his character like the same way he would send a text to Gina, that was her overly friendly. Home. He's bringing a mezuzah to Kelly because she's with a Jewish guy. And Which is such and an it's, in the, it's such a nice thing to do. Such a nice thing to do, and hung it up for her. Where it's like I, it takes me like months to hang up a mezuzah. Yeah, no, it's really hard. Like I wish Bronwyn would send her husband over to hang up my. Mezuzah. It was really sweet. I agree with that. Now I need to talk about the one thing I did not like about this episode, and that is just Gina. Like Gina, Gina, Gina. I can't stand her. I feel like every time. We are watching her. She's curling her hair or having her hair curled. And it's so upsetting because her hair is so dead. She needs to take out all of her extensions and just wear a wig for a year so that her hair can grow and be healthy. Like she's she's like the picture of what you're not supposed to do to your hair. Like bleach it, curl it, hot iron, and like never stop. Like yeah. never stop with the bleach, never stop with the hot tools. Like it's a PSA. This is what happens when you don't take care of your hair. Also, like if she is going to curl her hair all the time, I would love to see her use a thicker wand. Me too. Because the curls are like, they're not the right length like, length and curliness like for the length of her hair and whatnot yeah and I actually do find it interesting how she's co-parenting with her man's new girl and I actually really appreciated her perspective of being like yeah it's kind of weird but like she picks up the kids from school and like it's another person taking care of the kids I can go out to lunch like that's what like co-parenting should be and so I actually think it's really admirable how they've come from what happened at the reunion with like her telling us about the domestic violence case to like being civil and taking care of the kids and like putting the kids first so, like I think that's really good um but I, there's just something so, I just can't with her. She's just not it. Yeah, I feel that. I really do. And sometimes I'm like, well, I felt like she was starting to have compassion for Bronwyn because her dad um, was sober also. So I was like, I wanted to see more of that side. But then she was also starting to say that like Bronwyn is now, because she's no longer drinking, like making everyone else's problems about drinking. And I didn't think that Bronwyn was doing Me that neither. at all. No. And I think that's like a kind of a mean thing to put out there that it's like, 
just like that. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, what they're mad at Bronwyn for isn't that big of a deal. So I really feel like they could stand to have like a little bit more compassion for someone who's going through, through something really, really hard on TV. Yeah. And especially if you consider the fact that what she said was probably true. And also when she said at Kelly's house, she was like, normally in the past, I would have just been like, oh yeah, I probably got that wrong. And like, smoothed it over but she's like no I'm gonna like stand up for myself right now. and I feel like she's getting that that's backbone. the backbone that, she, that, she's literally saying what you said like last year she was just like so thirsty to be friends with everyone so she would just like play whatever side she was talking to yeah which is a really spineless thing yeah and so like she's has a spine now yeah and I'm gonna I'm gonna root for her yeah I am. no and I like someone who like sees a problem in their life makes a change and does the hard work. And I'm going to root for that person even if they said something that someone said and they threw Shannon under right. the bus and Gina's house is sad. Like, yeah. I'm going to root for her. Yeah, I agree. Um, but so it's really turning out to be like a better season than I thought. The new housewife, I don't know if I said who I thought she looked like yet because it came to me in a dream. Um, she looks like two people. One, she looks like Vicky Gumbleson. It's literally Vicky Fumbleson. And she also looks like Dana 25,000 from Beverly Hills Housewives, which by the way, they were playing like season two Beverly Hills Bravo on Bravo all day yesterday. And it was unbelievable oh that's so it's good. when kim richards gets set, set up with that guy martin at muhammad hadid's house Ooh, yeah it was really like a true time capsule i still think she reminds me energy wise of the older sister from privileged the show that I don't was remember canceled her well enough. abruptly after a cliffhanger it's on cw seed that is a treat the show is called privilege with um joanna garcia lucy, lucy hale, hale and Elizabeth Stoppelganger, energy-wise. Also, I have received... Wait, I thought you meant that the third actress's name was Elizabeth Stoppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> no, the third actress's name is Ashley something. She, she's in Hallmark movies now, and she's... She Living crushed, the life. She crushes it. Also, I've received a number of messages confirming my call of... Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner in The Queen's Gambit, and I... I would like you to reconsider my position. Okay. I've also seen a few messages of people who thought that Queen's Gambit Beth looked a little bit like Taylor Swift, and I did see that too, in the face. The lips. Yeah. Like Kendall the Jenner's mean. eyes, Taylor Swift's lips, yeah. but can you... I'll have to take a look. I can't just visualize it. I need to look at some photos. Yeah, no. I got very much Kendall Jenner energy, and I really appreciate you guys letting... Sticking by you. Sticking by me and, and letting me... It's. It's one thing to agree with me, and it's one thing to like let me know and make me feel like more reassured. And in my wacky calls that have some merit to them big time big time um so that is our show there is no show tomorrow because it is the queen's birthday so it's actually for the prince's birthday um happy birthday jackie o make sure you follow her on instagram for you know the birthday gift for yeah all of the gifts also um new episode of the redheads just dropped this morning it's a really fun episode i was editing it last night and it's like the most podcasty we've ever been we're usually like very book clubby like question answer question answer and this time you know we're being like true podcasts talking over each other and making fun of each other fabulous so we love to see it even if you didn't read the book it's just like some good old-fashioned hang time. And I'm really excited for next month's book. We're reading The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by, by V.E. Schwab. I've heard really good things. And so if you are looking to become a redhead, it is never too late. And in fact, I do think now is the perfect time. It's never a bad time. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing day, an amazing weekend. Stay safe. Wish Jackie O a happy birthday. And we will see you on Monday. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.